When it comes to saving big on tires, do the math at Big O Tires. Start by saving $100 instantly on sets of four Big O brand tires with paid installation purchase. Then receive an additional $50 by mail-in rebate on qualifying purchases using your Big O Tires credit card. Add it all up, and you can save as much as $150. The tires you need, the savings you want. Only at Big O Tires, the team you trust. Hurry, sale ends October 13th. For the location nearest you, go to BigOtires.com. ago, Kansas received a notice of allegations from the NCAA that outlines major violations against the basketball program and Coach Bill Self, along with secondary violations against the football program. KU vows to fight the allegations, quote, vigorously dispute what has been alleged, Self said. Fast forward to Friday night in the opening of basketball practice in Lawrence, a traditional celebration that includes a short scrimmage, skits, and sometimes a celebrity guest appearance. This year's Late Night in the Fog featured Snoop Dogg. And, well, everybody had a reaction to the 47-year-old rapper, including Self, Athletic Director Jeff Long, and our guests on Sportsbeat KC, sponsored by Big O Tires, star columnist Sam Mellinger, and KU beat writer Jesse Newell. It's Tuesday, October 8th. And, Sam, you were so moved by the artistry (laughs) of Mr. Calvin Broadus a.k.a. Snoop Dogg, that you were compelled to lead Mellinger Minutes <laughs> with a review of his performance. Right. Tell us about that. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like as a child of the 90s, I do, and, and a lover of sports, I feel like Snoop on a college basketball court is in my wheelhouse. That was <laughs> That is something that I can write quickly and strongly and, and believe it in my soul. The whole construct is a farce everything about this except for snoop he is the only honest straightforward person involved in this whole thing you have a university claiming to be victimized by adidas and then re-upping with adidas and having adidas pay 150 grand for a rapper whose first song was about killing cops, if we can <laughs> just put that out there, and then and then putting their their fifty million dollar coach on a video with a gold dollar bill <laughs> necklace over an Adidas T-shirt, not a KU Adidas T-shirt. There was not a KU logo on that shirt, just Adidas to promote it, and then that same coach telling the crowd. Bad, bad publicity is better than no publicity. <laughs> and then <laughs> said rapper bringing out stripper poles. Apparently nobody like saw him bring those out. You know, like they just set those up. Like, I don't know. They, they just materialized. <laughs> what, what he must have had him in an old storage closet <laughs> what, down in Fieldhouse. What could he possibly do? Oh, and there go some acrobatic looking dancers <laughs> following those poles in Adidas gear, by the way. <laughs> Kansas Adidas gear for the strippers. That was great. And and then and then you cover it up by just saying like, "Whoops, we didn't know what they meant by acrobatic dancers. We thought that Snoop 
was going to play the radio edited version of this when, and Jesse, you pointed this out for five or 10 minutes before he started, there was a teleprompter. And that's the only part of this whole thing that bothers me that Snoop needed a teleprompter, but there was a teleprompter. <laughs> hey, listen, listen, he's 47 years old. <laughs> I get it. And he's, he's hurt losing the marbles. A man's bit. been through some wars too. I'll, I'll give him that. But the, the first word on the teleprompter is one that wouldn't be allowed in a radio edit. Let's just leave it at that. Jesse, you were, you were there. I was. Uh, Sam, you were not. And I, I was, was not, not there. I, I wasn't there either. Jesse, you were there. It unfolded like a, a regular late night in the fog, right? They had the had the scrimmage. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Until the end. Did, did the dance, I mean, skits, right? I mean. Okay, so, yeah, there's so much to get to. Uh, there's just, <laughs> I don't even know where to start. Let me say this in case my mom is listening. When I saw the stripper poles go up, I left. I got oh, out. stop it. I got out. <laughs> I honestly did. I went to the tunnel. I had some other things to do. I was working on the half-court story about the two <laughs> kids who won half-court shot. But actually, it was a really good place to be was outside um, during this concert because I got to see all the Twitter videos afterwards of what happened on the inside and then also got to see what happened on the outside. I, I need to look this up. How do you how do you, sh- you secure a stripper pole? I mean, usually those things, ha- they can either hang from the ceiling or, <laughs> or, uh, or have a... A firm base. Looked I mean, like wide bases. Yeah, it was, was kind of wheeled in the wide base as they came okay. in um, with some KU facility people helping out. So, again, the, <laughs> the claim that, Safety first. that they didn't know that the stripper poles were coming was sort of like, wait a minute, there are KU staff members helping these stripper poles come out to the court. Um, I guess the main point I want to make here, listen, everybody's got opinion. Everybody is going to, I thought you put it very well, Sam, that in million minutes that Everyone is going to go to their corner uh-huh. on these things, especially Kansas fans. And they've been beaten down so badly by the notice of allegations and by all the FBI stuff that they've just gotten used to kind of going back to their corner when they ever they feel attacked here. And so you'll hear pearl clutching. You'll hear, hey, it was no big deal. I had fun. My grandma, my grandpa had fun. All these sorts of things. I think the main point of all this that is getting lost and that needs to be focused on is what I saw when I was outside the arena about five minutes into Snoop's concert when Bill Self storms out, says something very strongly to some KU Athletics officials that were there, storms into the locker room, and then we had the video on our website after I asked him afterwards if this had gone a little bit further than he had thought. And he absolutely was very nervous. He he was giving his response, and I, I think that the Bill Self slash KU administration slash Jeff Long part of this is very important to get to in the grand scheme of things and probably the most important thing of this whole night and something we need to discuss. Okay, well, let's let's take a break here and listen to what Bill Self had to say in the um, kind of an probably impromptu press conference that was about 45 minutes maybe after. Yeah, we heard no word. So obviously some sort of meeting was probably going on behind the scenes about what had just happened. And uh, yeah, then Bill Self came out about 45 minutes later. No players made available, but this was uh, Bill Self talking after uh, we asked him about what had happened on Allen Fieldhouse Court. And you shot the video. So here's Bill Self. Bill, in all seriousness, with the, the polls and the money shooting, is that the performance, did it go as you expected? Did it go further uh, than you thought? Or? I didn't know that there was going to be anything like that. I was told this was, you know, radio edited and everything else. So I don't guess you have uh, uh, visuals on radio. Uh, I learned that tonight. Uh, uh, but, but, but uh, no, that, that's, that's, not, that, that's not the direction that, that uh, anybody at our school would want that to go um, at all, regardless of the entertainment that it provided many. 
it was still not the, 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 the right way to provide the entertainment. And, you know, I only stayed for a couple songs, so so I wasn't feeling well. So so I went back in the locker room. So I didn't, I didn't listen to uh, uh, or see, uh, you know, the majority of what well, went down. But, but certainly I got a pretty good idea based on, uh, you know, first first couple of songs. Okay, so that was that was Bill Self. Uh, Jesse, you, like I said, you, you shot the video. Um, he, he seemed genuine in... And what he said that he he didn't know. I, of course, there was all sorts of you know, next day analysis on this. That it was all. Of course, he knew. How could he not know? But I, I got the I got the feeling just listening to him that he was not aware that the show was going to include all that it did. Yeah, and I think there's a misperception here, and I think part of this is kind of what Sam talked about before. Look, KU has kind of become the bad boys of the NCAA here. You know, they've got these five level one violations. Bill Self marched out with his Adidas shirt, which again, I don't know if that was shot beforehand, maybe a month before, and he didn't realize kind of the timing of it where it came out right after the notice of allegations, but um, there was kind of that point where everyone kind of thought, hey, Bill Self is good with this. He's good with being the bad guy, the turn heel or whatever the case may be. But you can see from his response here and what he was talking about and, and let me also bring this back to late night. Okay, so late night as a whole always has been an entertainment event, and it's always been something Bill Self gets creative. Like one year he rides in on a motorcycle, and usually he's involved with these funny skits. This was a little bit different, Blair, because if you look at it, he was not involved in one skit. He did come out and address the crowd. You mentioned, uh, Sam, about what he said, hey, uh, bad publicity is better than no publicity. Actually, the next line after that, he said, I don't really believe that, but it felt good to say. So kind of a little bit of comic relief. You know how he is. He's so good at addressing issues and then kind of making everyone feel comfortable about what's going on there. Diffuses the issue. Diffuses the issue. But again, he wasn't exactly saying all bad publicity is good publicity. He basically said that and said, I don't believe that, but it was felt good to say that and, and then address the topic at hand. But you look at the whole night. So he's not in any skits. He doesn't do anything crazy uh, with that. He also goes out, and they have their little half-court shot. Brandon Bouchard shoots four different half-court shots, misses all of them. And Bill Self brings out Sharon Collins and says, hey, I'll give you guys $5,000 each if Sharon can hit the shot. And finally, Sharon hits it. So again, from my mind, Bill Self is trying his hardest to get and even buy some good publicity here. And he wants this all on the down low. He did not want anything. And we heard from him a week ago, um, you know, talking uh, when he first talked about the start of KU basketball practices, saying, hey, I think this could be bad if I'm not very mature about this. I want to be very mature about this whole thing. So it seems to me his intention was to have this be maybe the quietest of all late nights. He's not going to be involved in any skits. There's nothing going to be thrown back at him. And yet he sits at courtside, doesn't know this is coming, and here comes a money gun pouring money over the top of him and his players and recruits' heads, and here are stripper poles out there. And like I said, I was out there in the hallway when he stormed out about five minutes into that Snoop Dogg concert, and the big picture to me is he is upset. He is very angry, and this is not something he wanted to have to deal with, especially with all those NCAA violations looming out there in the near future. Well, he's going to get asked about it again because he's got two big media events coming up, including KU's uh, Media Day at, on campus on Wednesday this week, correct? Yep. So, And then the Big 12 Media Days at Sprint Center on, I think it's October 22nd. So he's got to <laughs> come up with something. Uh, I don't know, to explain it or laugh it off. It's... <laughs> I can't, I can't help but laugh about the whole thing. I really can't. I, it's it's patently hilarious, all of it. Like, I mean, it's just the rules are a joke. Um, the way that Kansas is defending itself. I mean, just it's 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 just all it's all a farce. It is absolutely just a hundred percent a farce. And I don't know if this is what you're referring to, but like 
it also self has been, and this doesn't happen, but it happened like kind of set up to look bad. Yes. In all exactly. this. Because he's the basketball coach and we can joke and it's not really a joke, but we can talk about how he's the most powerful person on the campus and he is. So in some ways, like planning the late night entertainment is a little bit below his pay grade, right? Like that's that's for his boss, Jeff Long. And and that's where this thing got screwed up. And and Jeff Long made himself, you know, kind of <laughs> made himself look a little silly, naive, whatever, with I didn't know what acrobatic dancers would be. I thought Snoop would be R rate or G rated. I mean, it's just it's all really stupid. Well, and that was the first release before a second release came out that took out the acrobatic yeah. dancer. So basically admitting the fault. <laughs> exactly. The acrobatic dancer should have never been in the first release to begin with. I know a lot of Kansas fans were upset to say, hey, Bill Self shouldn't apologize. Jeff Long shouldn't apologize. But again, this is a bigger picture thing. Do you want to know why Jeff Long apologized? I'll give you the reason. Because right. Bill the Self coach, was upset. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because right now, Bill Self is in a position where he has got a lot of stuff to deal with. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he has a lot of stuff stacked against him. And I understand that if KU fans want to have, again, heel turn, I always hear this, you know, kind of the wrestling term. If that's how fans want to feel about it, that's fine. Bill Self has enough to worry about without having his administration do something that's going to nationally embarrass him and have him have it happen to him courtside when he has no idea that it's coming and have him blindsided by it. I mean, he, again, the guy basically paid $10,000 out of his pocket to try to get some feel-good vibes after this. So the question becomes now, does he trust his administration? Does he right. trust Jeff Long? Does he trust his marketing department? And it's all fun and games. And it's all funny. And again, we can laugh about this because it doesn't matter what Joe Blow, KU fan thinks. It doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter what you think. I and mean, we all think it's funny. But the problem is that at some point, at some moment here, there's going to be a moment where Bill Self has to figure out, and he's going to fight this for a while because that's who he is as a personality, but he's going to have to figure out whether this is worth it to stick it out of Kansas mm-hmm. and whether the people behind him are people he wants to trust. That's the story here. Mm-hmm. So, again, we can laugh about it, and all this stuff is funny. I mean, the, the Snoop Dogg mascot with the two-foot blunt. I mean, just the craziness of what happened. I just sat there. I was just, I was, like, discombobulated at that, what had happened. Because late night is usually one of the most, one of the least eventful things that we cover all year, and it mm-hmm. became this. But, again, I think the undercurrent of this is Jeff Long, Bill Self. Yep. Administration, Bill Self. And at some moment, there's going to be a decision for Bill Self to make to say, should I stick this out? Do I trust these people behind me or do I not? That Friday was not a good sign. 100%. Well, I knew something was up. As I, went, I was at the dinner with my wife Friday night <laughs> and we're driving home uh, from the downtown area and my phone is blowing up. And it's, it's ESPN wanting to have some live shot of call in on what happened at late night. I had no idea what happened at late <laughs> night. So, of course, I, I did what, uh, what, what a good journalist would do. I passed the number off <laughs> to Jesse Newell, who <laughs> uh, probably a little too busy go, that night. To, I'm to just going to say that Bristol, Connecticut had never rung my phone before. <laughs> so that was a, an official first for me. I, I thank you on that, Blair. Um, so, so I get home and, and I do get on social media. And, and even though nobody at ESPN talked to us, I, I flipped it on and they were all over it. That was a big story. Yes. So that's how it became a national, it became a national story the next day. Uh, I'm, I'm at the football game with you, the, the KU Oklahoma game, and that's all anybody's talking about. And it had spread. And then, and then the, sort of the national columnist weighed in on it and Kansas looked bad. You know, it just, just took a lot of hits for this. And, 
look, it's the 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 the, the visuals are what they were, and the the situation is what it is for Kansas. You know, they're in trouble with the NCAA, and they appeared to be you know <laughs> shooting a money gun of hundred dollar bills, fake hundred dollar bills at uh, you know at students and recruits, and not. The, as bad as I, I told somebody at the football game, as bad as the stripper poles were, and those are, that's that's really bad. But the the gun, the money gun with the hundred dollar bills, if you're the NCAA, you know, if you're one of the gumshoes over there, what a what a what a slap in the face that is to the NCAA. If you could only take one back, if you're Kansas, <laughs> guns or stripper poles, I think you're take, taking money guns for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, I saw somebody way put. I saw somebody make the point like. Well, this is better than Louisville, you know, because the stripper poles are out in front of everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> available really to, uh, open about it. to all students, you know, transparent <laughs> about it. But it's, um, I, again, I, I just, the idea that these rules, like the mistake that Kansas has made is doing the same stuff that most big programs are doing, but just doing it really sloppy on FBI wiretaps and with a guy who appears to not be very smart with TJ Gasnola and, and just, you know, out in the open and just being, you know, sloppy about it. And they're going to wear it, you know, they are, but it's just, I, it's funny because like both sides are right and both sides are wrong because there's one side that's like the, you know, the party lines thing about Kansas. Oh, this is all a farce and I can't believe anybody takes it seriously. And I, I, I agree. And then there's the other side of, you know, kind of, I think illustrated in, in Pat Forty's column, um, on Yahoo, and and he makes a good point about there's people in jail, you know, like we can yeah. think that this is stupid, but there's actual like people in jail. Okay, okay you had hundreds of thousands of dollars from Jim Gatto in restitution because of this, yeah, to pay their lawyer fees, yeah. So you know, it's it's not just a joke. So it, it's just nobody comes out of this looking looking good at all. And and again, Jesse, you make a good point. I mean, the the, the lasting story, like once we get past the the blunt junk, the blunt jokes, which is going to be a while. We're, yeah, we're talking about no, yeah. oh, for a while. Never yeah. going. We got more. <laughs> yeah, we got more in the holster here. Um, but it, I mean, Jeff Long and and Bill Self, and you know, it shouldn't go unsaid that Jeff Long has a. I mean, he literally benefits financially if KU's put on probation from this. It's yeah, it's true, and that's obviously a, a thread we'll be pulling at uh, yeah. as we go moving forward and um, Chancellor Douglas Girard even said at the time you know that was his idea with that and he mm-hmm. felt very confident that KU was going to avoid punishment and again that's a great thing to say a year and a half ago when everything looked maybe a little bit rosier than it did right now but and and I think just big picture we also have to look at this as well with and Blair you have good experience with this so you can speak to this as well I think that what <laughs> what usually happens with these cases when people get major severe violations you know five level ones is that schools usually come up to the NCAA and say okay look yes we're going to cooperate yes we're going to do this but the, the goal would be like okay can, can you take those two away you know you know let, let's deal with the three instead right, of the you five negotiate then negotiate and, 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 and all these things happen beyond this the scenes but like you, you try to make okay five's a lot let's get it down to two or three let's work with you we'll give you the information you know let, let's do this here the NCAA is not going to come out with a statement and say, we are very angry at Kansas for coming out with stripper poles and money guns. They're not going to say that. But they are their own judge and jury, basically, when it comes to these dealings. And so the time that they can get back at Kansas 
is not now. It's in 10 months when they make a ruling. And so I know there's been outside entities, like these cases are changed a little bit where the NCAA has hired people kind of outside the process to um, look at these cases and, and make the rulings instead. But uh, again, I think that's something at least we need to bring up that a lot of times the NCAA works with cooperation from the schools and um, to have these sorts of things happen where uh, I think anybody else from the outside looking at this says, hey, this is two middle fingers up to the NCAA. When you have five level one violations, you might end up with five level one violations. And I, I don't know if that's the route you want to go, but it potentially is the route that Kansas is headed towards. One of the reasons that there is a spirit of cooperation between the NCAA and, and the schools that they've uh, alleged to have violated their rules is because the NCAA exists as a, you know, it's collection of its universities, right? Yeah, they all what they are. supposedly buy, we're all buying, all the schools are buying into the, uh, the idea of amateur athletics. Um, so the NCAA uh, and its investigative uh, arm doesn't have subpoena power, doesn't have, uh, they, they can't compel, you know, witnesses to testify. And, but in this particular case, what the NCAA does have is wiretaps. And I, I think without any of us having talked to anybody at the NCAA, and they're not, uh, not since the Dennis Dodd story over the summer has anybody from the NCAA commented. And that wasn't directly about Kansas. That was no. just in general about the, the FBI investigation that I think the NCAA is feeling pretty confident in its, mm -hmm. in, in its case against Kansas. They got the goods. The FBI said they, they held off the NCAA for a while saying, listen, we will turn over our evidence, but let us finish our investigation. And I'm, I'm hearing that the FBI is finished. There is not going to be any more investigation into college basketball. Um, so the NCAA has all that, and and the 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 notice of allegations was based on on this evidence. It's irrefutable. I mean, at least from um, there, there is no negotiating what was on the wiretaps. But that's what Kansas is going to end up trying to do. You know, how can you? You know, how can you prove that's what I meant is what Bill Self or, uh, you know, or Curtis Townsend is going to end up saying. How can you prove this is what we intended to do? Or um, So that that's where it is. In, in my mind, Jesse, you're right. The wheels of NCAA justice grind slowly. This is going to take up to a year, I think, to, to to get to some sort of resolution. But at the end of that, it really could be bad news for Kansas in terms of the, the, the severity of the punishment. Yeah, and the NCAA is its own entity, and so they don't have to prove it. They basically have to say That's either, right. either yeah. you knew about it or you didn't know about it and you should have. And they have more evidence than they usually do. And that's why this has become kind of a landmark case because they are going after Kansas and saying, um, we feel good about this case against Kansas. And I know, Sam, you could probably speak to this too. I've always heard it described as kind of like a homeowners association, the NCAA, like mm -hmm. you sign up for the rules. And so the homeowners association comes to you and says, hey, you're not following the rules and you don't like it, it's like, well, you signed up for the homeowners association. Mm -hmm. So with Kansas, it's like, you know, your, your yard got a little bit too high with the grass and instead of just mowing the grass and dealing with the consequences it's like they put up pink flamingos and then like blew their leaves in everybody else's yard i mean like that's sort of what's happening right now and i'm not sure like the homeowner association ain't gonna be too happy with that they'd rather you just mow your yard and then deal with the consequences later yeah and and if we can stretch the analogy, this homeowners association has been embarrassed over and over yes. by your neighbors <laughs> yes. and, and, and your neighbors haven't been as blatant and open and, and forward <laughs> about it. So, uh, yeah, you're going to you're probably going to have to wear that. And so doesn't that leave Kansas with really no option than to fight this yeah, and not should. negotiate, not attempt to negotiate 
its way out of into, into a lesser penalty? Well, or can you make the case that that's what should happen? I, I think that ship has sailed now with what's happened in the last two weeks. Uh, you know, if, if KU was going to cooperate, I think it's... Yeah, they got to fight. They're not yeah. doing a great job of it. But I mean, the fight <laughs> the here... The imagery, at least, is not working in <laughs> KU's favor. I think we almost can admit that KU's going to get hammered here by the NCAA. So the fight would be maybe if you want to get it to federal court, that you want to have this thing keep dragging on. Now, the problem for Kansas is if you do that... Your recruiting is going to be garbage as long as that process plays out, and that those things take some time. Like even, um, you know, David Beatty's lawsuit against KU Athletics, like that's scheduled for December of 2020, and we've been hearing about this, you know, for a year now. So look, that's a type of stuff. Things can go years down the road. So if you're Kansas and even Bill Self, is that what you want? I mean, do you want to only recruit um, lower level talent because this thing just continues to hang over your head and you're not sure how far it goes? And I think it goes back to our earlier point, Sam, and, and maybe you can weigh in here. I think it depends on the severity of the original sanctions from the NCAA. And there could be a moment, as you mentioned in, in Mellinger Minutes, so I'll, I'll let you kind of get to that too, where it depends on what is there. But I think there is a potential there where if there's a certain type of punishment that Bill Self could just look at the whole situation and say, look, guys, I fought this thing. It went as far as it could. But for the best of you guys to move on and the best for me as a career, let's just make a clean break here. Like, I'll go find an assistant coach job or head coach mm-hmm. job in the NBA. You guys deal with your two-year postseason ban or whatever the case might be. Um, and, and you can get a coach in here and he can start building and recruiting for the future. And uh, I won't have to deal with my one-year suspension or six-month suspension, whatever the case may be. But uh, again, that's kind of the nuance we don't know yet is what the NCAA is going to say. And potentially, there could be just a punishment there where everybody involved just looks at this and says, the best thing possible for Kansas is going to be just to move on from Bill Self and, and let mm-hmm. both sides kind of have a fresh start. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's it doesn't take a lot of imagination to see that exact thing happening. That's that's where this seems headed right yeah. now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if it's lower punishment, let's say KU gets one year postseason ban and Bill Self is out for nine games. Well, maybe you just stick it out then. I mean, so yeah. a lot of this is going to be Jim Beheim has uh, for yeah, another coach. Yeah. So a lot of this is dependent on how harsh the NCAA is. But again, that's why everybody, you know, we can joke about these things earlier on with the NCAA, but it's just getting more less and less likely to me yeah. that the NCAA is just going to give a little slap on the wrist because of Kansas's actions here. They yeah. really don't seem to want to come forward and just say, "Hey, uh, we admit some fault here. Let's let's try to work together." Yeah, and may- maybe this is a different point, but um, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like. A huge part, or a significant part of the NCAA's case is based on the label of TJ Gasnola as a booster. Yes, correct. right. And and that again seems like a farce to me because if TJ Gasnola is a booster, then Oregon's got a booster, Kentucky's got a booster, UMKC has a booster. It's the shakiest you know? part of the NCAA's argument. Yes, and and if they can get, and it's almost like they, I don't want to say tricked, but sort of strong armed Kansas into doing that. And it's hard to fault Kansas for, you know, they, they want Silvio D'Souza to be eligible. And, and at least in my opinion, the kid was getting screwed. You know, so so they do that as sort of, okay, fine. And now it becomes, and I know you've talked to, is it Petuto, Joe yeah, Petuto? Yeah, Josephine uh, Petuto, yeah. And, you know, and she says, you, you can change your mind, but, <laughs> you know, it, that's still part of the story. And it just becomes a little bit. A messy case becomes even messier. And again, if KU wants to fight that, that's fine. But that's in a higher court. That is like, hey, the NCAA is overstepping its bounds here. Yeah. And that's the sort of thing that could drag on years and yeah. years and years. So, uh, again, KU has, has vowed to put on its boxing gloves. It just, 
again, you have to have a fighter that's ready for the fight. And yep. so that's the kind of question we, we don't know and can't know until the NCAA makes its ruling is that how prepared is KU going to be for this fight and how strong, uh, you know, ready are they to go to war, even if it's going to go 15, 16 rounds or, yeah. you know, two, three years, whatever the case may be. Well, returning to Friday night and, and, the, and the performance, it seems to me that late night exists for not only to introduce the team to, you know, to fans and the student body, but to impress recruits. And based on what I saw on Twitter, from reaction from players that were visiting KU that night, they had a good time. <laughs> Hell yeah, they did. I mean, yeah. the, the most important people they were in the building probably got some souvenir $100 bills. <laughs> Am I reading that wrong? Why, why wouldn't you have a good time if you're, if you're a 17 or 18-year-old kid in there? Yeah, I think there's a lot of ways to go with this, Blair. I, I feel like um, this is a little bit like recruiting day, signing day for football programs where has anyone ever read like a football signing day story where the coach is like, yeah, we really were, were pretty lousy this year. Like it was terrible. Like our recruiting class was terrible. Hopefully nobody, you know, looks into these guys because we really did a lousy job. Like everybody's happy on that. So if you call recruits who just went to late night, you're probably going to get a response that says, yeah, I had fun. It was a great time. I mean, what else are you going to say? I, I had a terrible time. I didn't want to watch Snoop Dogg. I will say one of the oldest I've felt is I was talking with Scott Chase of 24-7 Sports. He was calling some of the recruits before late night to ask about their excitement for Snoop Dogg coming in. And the overwhelming response was, I think I've heard of that guy, but I don't know any of his music. Yeah, that makes me so sad. I know. It, it, makes, it, it hurt my heart, too. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? So um, that's part of this, too. But obviously, there was a show put on, I think, maybe for Kansas or typical recruiting things that those kind of antics are usually kept for when you only have the players and not when you have the <laughs> players sitting with or around their parents. So uh, that's a little bit different, too. But we'll see. I mean, obviously, KU faces some major, major challenges when it comes to recruiting because for this year, even though they got most of their guys back, uh, like Devon Dotson, Yudoka Azabuki, they still struggled some recruiting with all this FBI stuff hanging over them. And next year is really not certain at this point. Sure. I mean, Bill Self cannot give a straight answer to say, there will be no postseason ban in 2020, 2021. I mean, that if he said that, he would probably be lying. So um, it's going to be difficult for KU to recruit. We'll see if any of those guys sign. Um, but um, yeah, I'm sure recruits, some of them did have a good time and or they got called by a recruiting expert that, that called them up. And, and what else do you say besides, yeah, it was it was fun to be at Allen Fieldhouse. So who does KU book next year for Late Night in the Fog? Just a symphony. <laughs> Mormon Tabernacle Choir. Yeah. yeah, Bill Self said he uh, originally came to the administration and wanted Darius Rucker, you know. Uh, he doesn't like to be called Hootie, but Hootie from Hootie and the Blowfish. Um, I'll call him Hootie, but yeah... Um, you know, we throw out some ideas, you know, Celine Dion, um, Dolly Parton, you know. No, just what, what do you think? The Lawrence High Band. <laughs> just keep it, keep it super safe. All right, we'll give Snoop Dogg the last word here. Uh, this <laughs> this apparently from the Howard Stern Show. Do you need me to beep when you say a certain word here, Blair? <laughs> yes. keep a couple, this a maybe a couple keep of Keep this them. a family show. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll test our our uh, censorship powers here because I'm going to read it verbatim. Apparently, this is what uh, Snoop Dogg said on the Howard Stern Show on, on Tuesday. Quote, They freaked out because I brought stripper poles, b and money guns <laughs> shooting $100 bills. The audience enjoyed that <laughs> I had the time of my life. I enjoyed myself. They had to cover it up. Thanks, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> With this one. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Continued. You pay for Snoop Dogg. You get Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> that is great. Thanks, guys. All right. <laughs>
Links to the stories we discuss can be found in the show notes and on KansasCity.com. Thanks to Kathy Liu and Leah Becerra for producing today's show. We'll be back on Wednesday with another edition of Sportsbeat Kansas City, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast where we talk sports in Kansas City. Damn, you did that well. Mm -hmm. Good God, man. You press that button, we are ready to go.